Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. And today, some crazy dads. Whoa! It's going to get daddy up it's in gonna here. It's going to get real crazy. Real crazy. Oh, my God. Already. Already. Most of you recognize the voice of one of those. Hi. <sighs> He's the Ed McMahon of Atomic Moms. <laughs> uh, Adam Stekiel, my husband, is in studio. Uh, thank you, Adam, for last night. We got Ooh, a task. You're welcome. We, <laughs> we got a task, task rabbit, rabbit. handyman <laughs> to come because you may or may not have, I don't know, you've got an injury. Yeah. Um, I'm and, on some prednisone. Is that what it's called? Oh, oh so you're feeling? Are you nice feeling good? No, that's just a high-powered steroid. Uh, yeah, I think hopefully reduce like the inflammation a, in my shoulder. Uh, it's, it's a, a usage-related injury. Destabilizer. Uh, what did you injure it? How did you injure shoulder, it? Shoulder boxes, a lot of moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, task rabbit came. It took like five hours for the guy to put up these sound panels, and hopefully they're working. Because um, at midnight, uh, he finally left. So thank you, Adam, for taking over at the end because you got a little concerned and you're like, I'm coming out there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when it's Friday night at midnight and a task rabbit guy and your wife are in the <laughs> podcast studio <laughs> hanging six basically rectangles. <laughs> That's all this man was doing? This, yeah. This Andy man was here at 6 p.m. Hanging rectangles. Finished at midnight. That's an hour Did he build the rectangles? Did he build these sounds from rectangles? Did he, did, he, did he fashion the fabric? There are a lot of brackets. Did he bring the sheep and make the... Anyway, Whoa. and in our other guest, he was our clearly. special guest today is Joe Ballerini. Very special. Very special. He wrote for 20th Century Fox Animation's Ice Age. He's a writer on the feature film My Little Pony, the movie, for Hasbro Studios. What else, Adam Stekiel? Lots of great family films uh, Joe has written. Most recently, he wrote and sold a script called Skyward, which is uh, the true story of two families who escaped East Germany in a hot air balloon. Uh, that's for 20th Century Fox. Uh, I read it. It's fantastic. Uh, my prediction is it will be in theaters. I'm guessing Christmas Day, 2018, feels like Oscar fair. So I'm, I'm guessing sure. that's going to come out. Joe's Thanks. a Hollywood big shot. He's worked with Michael Keaton. He's worked with Sam Raimi, Michael Bay, Adam Stekiel. Adam Stekiel. Okay, and how have you guys worked together? Joe was attached to direct a film that I wrote way, way, right before we met, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys met at USC Film School. Yeah, we met when we were like 19 and 20 or 18 and 19, respectively, working on a short film. Joe was the first assistant director. I was the second assistant director, and neither of us were in any way suited to be assistant directors of any kind. We may be the worst assistant directors in history. Why? Because you we don't have, take direction well? Or what does no, it mean to be an assistant director? It's a very director. logistical job. Yeah. And uh, Joe was just kind of like running around with fake rifles and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There, was not there a lot were of, props in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't very organized. But, yeah, we because just have good us. eyebrows, so yeah. if anyone asked us a question, the eyebrows would come down, and that, that instantly makes people think you know what oh, you're talking and about. And they just kind of went and did something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how we met, and then we, were, we became buddies, and then Adam uh, starred in mm. My 480, which is a big student film deal at USC, right. called Nuclear Family. That Adam, you also, did you produce that as well? No. No, no you were no. going to produce it. We pitched it. We actually, I think our very first Hollywood pitch was pitching that as a short film to the USC committee, and that didn't didn't go well. But at least we got our very. I, I'd like to think that that was our first experience pitching. It was, and also just a quick tangent because it's a great, I think, story about how Hollywood and life works in general, which is 
We went in. We pitched it to whoever it was, the faculty thing. We got shot down. They didn't Not surprisingly, uh, some students with a little more that were slightly famous or, you know, had famous family members ended up directing 480s. But then Joe invented his own class called 481. <laughs> I don't know if I invented that, but I definitely I, – I, 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 I found the loophole. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's it called if a class doesn't exist and then you make it up and yeah. then it exists? And actually, the best part of it, so he, he invented his own class in it so that he could make this film. Uh, and the beauty was the other, the 480s that we got shut down were shot on 16 millimeter. And because Joe sort of did it his own way, he got to shoot it on 35 millimeter, which is a super nerdy but big deal. Uh, especially at film school. And, and also we, that does we're re- date us. reminiscing about, what, 15 yeah, years ago? It was 1885. <laughs> that dates us. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it was even on 35. Not millimeter. apologizing. Not apologizing. No. Okay, no. but Joe is here today because he has a new middle grade series. And this is my first time featuring a middle grade book series. And I feel like I'm going to send it to all my nephews. I'm going to send them oh, yeah. the coolest aunt in town. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, Thanks and for having me. So the book is... The Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Yes. And so it is going to be released this summer. Mm -hmm. June 20th. And it's uh, being published by HarperCollins. And the Montecito Picture Company and Walden Films are producing the film adaptation that Ballerini also penned. (laughs) So you've got this huge book series and a movie deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, And Write a book. Yeah, right. It's great. Yeah, I'm sure it's super easy. Right three, isn't this is the first this of is three. The, yeah. yeah, I just finished the second one. This is the first one. We this got is the, the first of three. Coming. And give us the quick elevator pitch, Mr. Hollywood. Uh, the elevator pitch is it's about a girl named Kelly who's 13 who needs a job because she's trying to save up for summer camp. She doesn't really like kids that much, but she decides to go babysit and sort of selfishly isn't really doing a very good job of looking after the kid. The kid's like, there's a monster under my bed. And she's she's like, look, I just want to go text on the couch. Uh, leave me alone. And then the kid screams and she runs in and sees that indeed monsters are taking this kid underneath his bed. And her the kid that she's looking after is kidnapped by monsters to be used in sort of a larger, crazy monster plot. And the, l- the little girl discovers this underground secret society of monster-hunting babysitters who have been doing it throughout the ages, defending children against the, the forces of darkness. Um, and it's kind of this crazy roller coaster ride of a night as she teams up with, like, this cool, tough 15-year-old babysitter girl uh, on a moped, and they go hunting monsters and kicking butt and saving the day. And so we're going to get into your life as a new daddy. Yeah. To your little baby That's boy. That's the best part about all this. Forget all that other stuff. But Let's talk about my kid. We will. But I want to ask you, how did you write such a strong female protagonist? I was so excited when I was reading this because I was like, this is great. You really got into the head of a female middle school girl. <laughs> and it was really empowering. And I was like, I want... I can't wait for Sabrina to read this when she's older. I'm loving it. Oh, good. How on earth did you get into the mind of a 13-year-old girl for this book? Um, You know, I think uh, I just – I can sort of tap into those memories of being a kid a lot easier for some reason. That part of my brain is unfortunately the most developed part of my brain, I guess. And I – I I genuinely don't know. I just – you know, whenever I try to write a character, you just try to – speak to the height of that character's intelligence and try to make them as um, 
genuine and I don't know. I think I just uh, I, I I read a lot of memes and watch a lot of <laughs> stupid YouTube videos and no. But here's my thing: keep up with the slang with the kids. What, what the I kids love are about it is it doesn't feel. What the character wouldn't read a lot of memes. Like she's right. a very she's very intelligent. It's sort of you know my what I what I would like my when hopefully if we have a daughter one day uh, what I would like my daughter to read and to be inspired to maybe be a better person. And yeah, Kelly is not a typical hero heroine. She really digs math and science and is sort of unabashedly okay with that and that's actually what helps get her through this adventure so I just like that I like that when when kids are intelligent not like precocious and annoyingly like hey all the adults are the idiots in the room but just they use their smarts and they're smart kids they're I I like reading about those heroes who can figure out things um, and because of her intelligence and because of her 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 mind that she can she can kind of overcome her obstacles but she's also a pretty funny kid she's too. So funny, yeah, really funny. And I, just, I that's then then that's just me having a thirteen year old sense of humor. And I also love it, the beginning when she is babysitting this little boy. She doesn't want to be babysitting, but she needs the cash because she really wants to go to this summer camp. Yeah, and yeah. so she's baby. She gets stuck babysitting this uh, little boy. He's like five years old. And when she realizes that he's been taken away by these monsters, which is so crazy, she still has this internal conflict about the fact that she'd rather be at the party right now. Yeah. And it's such a funny um, – there are all of these super funny moments. And it just – I had to keep separating the fact that I know you personally mm. because I was like, do I love this book so much because I know Joe? And it's like, no, it's because it is so funny. The female characters are so strong and – the best part is, like, your action writing just strings you along. It's Yeah, for boys and girls as yes. alike. Yeah, because, again, I'm, yeah, I like, you know, I like a good Fast and the Furious movie, you know. <laughs> but also I love cinematic. a good— uh, Yeah, and I love—yeah, I mean, you know, I write movies, so, of course, it's going to be sort of big and crazy. And also, it's like I'm writing on the page, and I just remember stuff I, I needed to read when I was 13, and I really— dreaded the summer reading list, you know, uh, like Anne of Green Gables. I was just terrified of reading that book because it's such a big book. Uh, but you kind of get through that. But I really – I wanted to write something that when I was a kid I would want to read that would keep me reading. So, of course, you know, it should have should have a great lesson and a great moral to it and a character that you really root for. But also it should have just, I think, super fun, you know, action and adventure for kids to really get uh, – be able to just enjoy, you know, as, if not more than like a big summer movie. How did you come up with the idea for this book? Uh, I th- I wanted to I wanted to make a fun movie about you know for for kids, um, and then I basically got I, I I thought that I had a really bad health scare, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do if I die? And then I thought, oh, well, you know what I've always wanted to do? What could I do immediately? And that was write a kid's book. I was like, I've never written a kid's book. I've always wanted to write a kid's book. Adam can attest to me, you know, years ago being like, you know, I I think we should just be writing short stories and books. So wouldn't that just be easier? Wouldn't that be more fun? And it turns out it's not. (laughs) Turns out it isn't more fun. But I did it and I I just wanted to do something that kind of came naturally and for some reason – this genre and this character really came naturally. I think I tried to be a babysitter when I was uh, 14, 13, Kelly's age, and I was pretty miserable at it. I was just, like, horrified at, like, just the slobberiness of, of kids. 
But also you are a kid at that age too, which I find fascinating that probably back in the day, probably not so much anymore, unless you're listening to this like in the Midwest where, you know, you just leave your doors unlocked at all times and everything's totally safe. But just this idea that you would just give your child to a 16-year-old or a 13-year-old next door and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Kelly knows what she's doing. And it's like, do you though? You're 13. Like what what do you know how to do? I mean, no offense. You do know how to do a lot. I'm just saying as a new dad, I'm not necessarily going to give my kids to a 13-year-old just yet. Do you Not feel- that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> if your child is with a 13-year-old right now, just check the nest. That's all I'm saying. Check the, <laughs> check the cameras. That's all. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your health scare? Uh, it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. It, it was is. scary and it was it was bad. It's fine. I'm good now. Um, but I just remember being like, yeah, I really – I just really wanted to do that. I really wanted to write a kid's book and leave that because, you know, I've written so many movies and so many screenplays. Not a lot of them got made though. Uh, and so I kind of just wanted something that I could leave behind just to, you know, I think every the, sort of the – everyone wants to leave a little something behind. And hopefully this won't be all that I'll leave behind, but at least it will be a nice stack of pages that people will have enjoyed. The other part of your legacy would be Theodore. Yeah. Theo Joseph Ballerini. And I want to read to our listeners your birth announcement oh. that came via email. And it's, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, please welcome the one, the only, Theodore, Theo Joseph Ballerini. Theo is a Sagittarius. He enjoys long naps in his mother's milk. His hobbies include breastfeeding, sleeping, making poopies, exuding pure love and warmth, and loud burps. He was born November 25th at 6.55 p.m. at a whopping 8 pounds, 14 ounces, 21 inches. Yeah. I get very emotional you even reading that. I know it's kind of a fun, silly way to announce your kid's birth, but yeah. Yeah, I was just a, a lot of the floodgates opened up after that, you know, in, in, a, in a great way, in a really wonderful way to, to, you know, watch my wife give birth and to hold this little boy in your arms. It's just a, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's, it's next level, next level awesome. Especially right now, too, because he's just such a little dumpling. You know, now he's like six months, so he's just like this perfect, chubby, little, you know, marshmallow with dimples, and he just smiles all the time, and he's just, it's great. Uh, but, yeah, I know. I can't wait till Don't he starts. Don't make me cry on this podcast. Yeah. Stop looking at my notes, Joe. I know. You're I'm cheating. like, what else is down there? Just uh, to, so I can emotionally prepare myself. He's six months old. I can't wait till he can start talking because I'm wondering if he's going to have like a half British accent. He talks now, but you can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> but he's, you could tell he's really, it's just, it's fascinating to watch him grow and to be like, oh, you're saying just gibberish, but it's like you're saying gibberish that is, you're, you're, you could tell he wants to to express himself that much more. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait for him to start talking. And hopefully he'll just have the most adorable British accent and just— Just like his mama. Yeah, just like his mom. Um, yeah. What are the, some of the cultural differences that you've noticed in co-parenting a child with your spectacular British wife? Just that she's amazing at it and that <laughs> uh, I, there's not like, oh, you know, there's there's like different—, different uh, I guess, accoutrement that they have over there that we don't have over here. But the style is still very hands-on and loving and, and wonderful. Um, and, yeah, my wife is is pretty incredible with him and is with him all the time. I work from home, 
And then, so I basically go, bye, I'm going to work. Making sure I'm just, hey, I'm going to work. But I kind of, you know, I'm literally just walking downstairs with a cup of coffee. And then she's upstairs hanging out with him um, and just is just bringing light and joy to his life and playing with him and reading to him. And then I get to come up and play with him for, you know, a few minutes when I take a break. And then we have lunch together. And it's just this, like, one big kind of happy, happy house. And it's she's tremendous with giving me the space to be able to write and to be able to um, just – I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, I'm just going to go downstairs and, like, dream up cool stuff with aliens right now while you're going to, like – you have the task of, of taking care of our child. But it's great that I'm able to be at home and uh, hang out, uh, you know, when when I can. But she's she's pretty incredible. How do you push her over the edge? Oh, we want the oh, because it's called Atomic Moms. <laughs> we we want to blow the, it up. We got to get the atomic part. Don't get the, just the gushy part. Because um, it can't be a, just a total utopia. No, with your wife upstairs with the baby all day, your knee just started jig like. Well, I'm trying to think of like jogging. What's the, you want to run away right now? What's the What's the hard part? He's sleeping through the night now, which is pretty awesome. Thanks uh, in part to you guys. We did sleep train him, but then. The Steakiels sent us a insert plug here, uh, the Magic Merlin sleep sack, <laughs> and zipping him up in that. You guys were like, "Trust me, this is the greatest invention ever." Um, I don't know if you guys, you should be sponsored by the Magic Merlin. I know, for probably the amount of, the, and you sent us, you sent I us sent two, two Magic Merlins because very, I didn't know what size, and I was just like, you know, we gotta bang this out because Kara's gonna lose her mind, and <laughs> yeah, Joe needs to dream up aliens. So <laughs> I gotta dream up those aliens, guys. Um, yeah, so this you know the sleeping part is is difficult. Um, oh, and I guess what you know probably the hardest part is I think just that we're finding or that I'm finding is you know because I'm feeding with the bottle you have to be present and you really have to engage and not just sounds terrible look at your phone while you're feeding your kid or there is just the temptation like oh I have to work and because you're at home. Well, I'll just have my laptop open and I'll be, you know, I'll be answering, you know, emails. But then let's be honest, like you do five minutes of emails and then you're on Zillow or on like <laughs> Pinterest or, you know, you're just on other things. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Have I just lost, you know, 15 minutes? I remember of- in the very early days, Adam would say, you know, he would have worked all day and he'd come home, and then he'd be like, oh, did you see that YouTube video? And I'd be like, <laughs> no, I did not see that YouTube video. Good answer. And, Good answer. Uh, no, I didn't, but uh, is this what your work is? Because how did you get to see a YouTube video? I mean, these are the early days of motherhood. What, I mean, now if you're... it was on Facebook, you would have seen it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Not back then. Oh, look, he gets so defensive. I do get defensive. Well, because <laughs> watching YouTube videos is a part of being in the writer's room. No, that's Is true. it not? Where you're like, hey, wait, that was a funny bit in that scene. Let's all watch that scene. That's part of running a television show is you, you know, abuse people and then reward them with tiny little videos. <laughs> you give them just a little, a little bit. Yeah, you're like, here you go. Here's a YouTube video. There you that go. That sounds terrible. I'm going to give you a chance to rephrase that. Not abuse that. them. I mean, you, you sit there and you demand... You know, more jokes, more jokes. You know, you just <laughs> and you need to put something in the machine to put more jokes out. Yeah, you can't just be like, right. keep squeezing, keep squeezing your teenage years. Yeah. Like you've got to really give them some, yeah. you know, some guy falling off a bicycle or something like that. Yeah. 
So, Joe, what's the hardest part of being a dad? Did you see that one? The guy falling off the bicycle video? Hilarious. That was hilarious. What's the What's the hardest part? Yeah. The hardest part about being a dad is being a dad. I don't know. That's the hardest part about being a dad. It's. I think it's it's – honestly, I just wish I didn't have to work at all yeah. in a way because that's the hardest part is working from home. You're so just constantly aware that there is a, uh, a little guy in your vicinity that you are not giving everything to – but you have to be doing what you're doing in order for him to live. Uh, and it's, I don't know, it's a lot. You know, the lack of the sleep, that's not as much fun. Um, you know, we don't really go out at night, but, you know, we put him down. And then I think I went to bed at 8.30 last night, guys. I, so nice. I'm pretty sure I went to bed at 8.30. Because I've just gotten good and Cara's gotten good at just being like, yeah, I'm, that's it. I don't yeah. need to watch, like, another another. Netflix, whatever, but I'm just going to actually just close my eyes now, and it's wonderful because you know you're going to be up at 5 as she is or just up at 6, and then you, you're starting starting up all over again. I think the – I just want to ask a question because, you know, what you said about the hardest part about being a dad is being pulled in those two directions of have to work but would also – prefer to be with your kid and then sometimes when you're with him the work thing is sort of hanging over you and you when you you started writing this book before Theo correct yes and then you had to write the second book after Theo yes and uh we actually arranged for Kara and Theo to be out of town for 2 weeks so I could really get the bulk of the work on the book done. Hmm. So I, I, cause I, you know, you have to be honest, especially with writing, which requires seemingly doing nothing for most of the day, but staring off into space and dreaming about things. If you don't have that space to kind of just let your mind wander and, you know, get kind of in this weird zone, it's going to be very difficult. You know, if you just keep being like, Oh, well I'll pick this up. I'll do this. I'll do it. You really do need a good run of a few hours right. of just, pure focus on 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 the on the words. Do you guys think that it would if a mother, like say, let's say Kara was writing the book and she was like, I need two weeks, will you please take our five month old away for two weeks so I can focus on this deadline? Do you think that that would be seen in a different light because she's the mother? I mean, no, as long as as long as I had enough milk <laughs> and diapers. Yeah. And <laughs> And that was truly important to her. She, you know, Cara has her own business, uh, Rebel Gourmet Muesli, which uh, you can order online now. Uh, and she has to go to the kitchen. She has to go do deliveries. And I, you know, very happily look after Theo at that point. I think the great part about being a dad is that you become partners that much more with your, with your wife. You just go, cool, we have to do this. We're doing this. We're, it's teamwork or it's – I just – I don't know how it doesn't work without that compromise, without that here's what we need to do. And by the way, when Kara went away for two weeks, I didn't send her, you know, to like a like – a, a, like She escaped. Some, yeah. She, she got to go to London and hang out with her family. It was a beautiful thing. I wish I had gone over with them, but I had, a, you know, a 300 and something page book to, to finish. And um, then, so then, which just sounds so awesome because I would just go walk around the house being like, "Oh, I've got to finish my novel," <laughs> oh, just like the most pretentious 
Next on Pretentious Dads, how to finish your novel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so then it kind of backfired that. because then she came back after two weeks of wonderful help from her family. Yeah. And it probably yeah. felt like uh, England was very so far away. Well, yeah, that's another thing is you realize the, you know, the great importance of having that village, that family around you. And it can be a little bit isolating when, you know, I, and I, I'm very aware of like, it, it's it's unfair just for it to be her and the kid all day. It's not like, oh, you get to hang out with a kid all day. That's exhausting. And, you know, because I've I've done it, I know how difficult it is. Um, and so I have a great appreciation for her, 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 her doing that. So, you know, you realize like, yeah, it's great to have your mom around um, or your family around to like just hang out with the kid for a little bit while you, you know, take a shower or something like that. So that is, again, the great thing about working from home because ultimately I'm not just like, no, leave me alone. The door is closed. Can you not see that? Like I try to be there as much as you possible. You are such a hands-on dad. One day uh, you came and visited us because Adam was uh, shooting a TV show and you came with little Theo on set. It was the cutest thing on earth. And then you guys were heading to like three other events and I couldn't believe it's it. It's Dadder Day. Yeah, you got to bring you bring the kid around, man. It's it was just fun. crazy to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, how do you have the energy to do this? It was amazing to watch you um, because I wouldn't do that with Sabrina. First of all, people were like, where's Sabrina? And I was like, oh, no, she's home. Like, yeah. there's no way. I'm not taking her. I'm not driving an hour and a half to some film set. Um with her, <laughs> like, and, and you did it, weird and about... then you could take her to, like, th- you were taking him to three other things, and you were changing his uh, diaper in the backseat of the car, like, things that moms do it started all off the time, that, but... Dadder Day started off great, and then it sort of, sure. I, and then it sort of fell, and then, well, the last event of the day that I went to was sort of like a, a daytime party, and then as soon as I got there, there were friends there, and I just sort of gave the, I was like, <laughs> hey, can you just do this for just a second, I just, and then I left the diaper bag in the car, and I had to, because I was like, well, I wanted to be cool guy, just rolling in with a baby, not a diaper bag and a baby, because I was just like, well, that's just too far. But then I had to keep <laughs> running back, being like, you know what? Uh, can I borrow a diaper? And then everyone was like, oh man, get it together, buddy. Like, together. but I, I just, I think, bag. but that's every new a, parent. Yeah, we both have a feeling of like, let's just take him out. Let's just go. Like, you know, yeah, you know, when we go on, I mean, obviously you can't leave leave the kid anywhere, but like, you know, when you go. I, I've gotten, in, I've gotten in trouble where Kara has been like, I was like, you know, okay, so like, let's go on a walk now. Like, he's asleep. She's like, you, we can't go on a walk and leave the baby alone. That's I was true. Like, That's I was like, correct. I was like, no, he's he's sleeping, right? And she's like, no, you're joking, right? And uh, this is, it makes me so happy because you so, and Adam are so yin and yang. It is it just cracks. So you're me more, up. you're you're less of like. I mean, I would never. Please don't call the authorities. I would never leave our child anywhere in a running car. Or anything like that. That feels but, like a way too obvious of a copy. That's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's but. like congratulations. Yeah. I would never did. not feed my child. No, but <laughs> but I feel no, you I mean, might leave him in a hotel no, room while he's sleeping. No, I, that I, I would do with, that, with a camera. Yes, that was really? something that I don't but, know. People can get into the. Yeah, this well, is that's very, my mom. I know. She no, there's a lot head. of she. What? No, there's been a lot of stuff about that. I'm just trying to stir the pot about that. Vehemently opposes the leaving of, I mean, and, and rightfully so, the leaving of, of a child in a hotel room. I think a, a crazy incident, not crazy, a bad incident happened in England. 
Yeah, the gra- uh, here's things, the great yeah. thing about uh, 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 having <laughs> thing, you know, uh, her being English, me being American, is that you hear all these just insane stories. She's like, oh, my God. Well, you know, there was this one person in North England, and you're just like, oh, I've never heard this horrific story that you're about to tell me. And it's <laughs> very relevant to not leaving a baby alone in a hotel room because kids got kidnapped and there was like she's always like the parents were eating dinner right there and they could see the hotel room and they could see the window and they could see the kids playing and they came back from eating dinner and the children were gone and i was like you know what we're never okay got it not gonna not gonna do that sorry i thought i stupidly this is why dads are dads and this is why mothers are so wonderful is because they go well maybe that's not the best idea you know you can't just leave a kid like or that or you just hope that one person in the relationship yes. is the one that right. is, the voice yeah. of reason me yeah <laughs> but then the other <laughs> day why it, it always makes me laugh because we've known you for so many years Joe and we are you and I are probably more on the similar side of the spectrum of things and then Adam and Kara are more similar in terms yeah. of being like, no, no, no. Like, stop the whimsy. Stop the imagination. Like, yeah, just, let's, just be, let's be, buckle our seatbelts. Let's get real. And pull it together. And uh, <laughs> let's arm ourselves with, with intelligence and, and the weapons we need to win the day. But where's the fun in that? That's the what I'm always asking. No, I always. It's eight thirty, and the, you go. I've earned the right to close my eyes yeah. because we made it. In yeah. the back of my mind, I'm always like, "This is." A, I'm always like, "Where's the where's where's the fun in that? Where are we gonna have fun?" But I love a new, that. As a thank, thanks, because we're yeah, we're in the same frequency. But uh, I also find my now the dad brain being like, "You don't have to have fun. That's not your. That's not the point of all of this." Actually, what is the point then, Joe? Well, I don't know what the point is, but it's not <laughs> to just be like, well, "Hey, kids!" It's not. You don't always have to be like having a blast with them. Like sometimes yeah. it is just it's the grandparents. Here's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's what the grandparents do. Yeah. But you know, I do want to make sure. That's why taking him around for Dadder Day is just the best because, and also we do that just naturally when we go when we go out to eat when we're on you know we're on vacation coming back to hotels we bring we bring him out as much as possible and i know that's maybe not cool at like a really fancy restaurant why not well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't care we don't care yeah. we're like and the, and he's wonderful theo is great he sleeps or he hangs out and i think like half of our pictures are of us at restaurants with theo on my lap and me like eating and with yeah. the other other hand and it's and it's wonderful, and we like that because I think that socializes him yeah. a lot more. It exposes him to just you know different sounds and different sights, so he's not just like a timid, uh, a timid you know person who's just always going to be a little bit freaked out um, by you know by strangers or by sudden noises. Yes, you should. I, we don't just give him to strangers, but you know what I mean. Like when you go like, hey. Look, it's your uncle Adam. You want him being like, no, you, you, It's like you know, you want him to be think of uh, of the world as bigger than just mommy and daddy. I can't wait for all the comments that, that we're going to get back. I just feel like the the response, the comment section. Is there a comment section? Are is, you are you nervous about? Oh my the god, mom response. Yeah, the well, atomic, are you afraid the atomic of, mom response? Are you yeah? Are you guys afraid of uh, mothers mom yeah. judgment? Oh yeah. Joe, yeah, and I, I? I've read, I read no. something where you shouldn't shame a dad when he does the diaper wrong. And because yeah, you should. No, but no, that's uh, you mater- should encourage somebody. But right? a grown it's man? Mi- 
So in the episode that I recently did, How Not to Hate Your Husband After Having Kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> we talked about maternal gatekeeping. And so that's one example. What's the gate that is kept well, by there's, the maternals? I think it, yeah, I think it was maybe from, from that episode is that, that idea that you have to be encouraging to Just both partners. And I think that's I think that's I think that's true for Let both dads and moms. Let them figure I'm gonna it out. I'm going to say I'm going to say a big thing with parenting cuz I'm such an expert now after 6 months, guys. Uh, I think a big thing is just encouraging both parties. It's not just moms being like, you don't know what you're doing. Because dads could just as easily be like, well, the kid's crying. Why is the kid crying? It's like, dude, we're both in this together, you know? And I think that that's, that to me is a, is a huge part of the successfulness of it is you can't just walk by the sink and be like, Psh. Up, oh, dirty dishes. Boy, you can so, encourage your spouse to do the dishes. No, I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm only pushing back because encouraging to me sounds so condescending. If you're like, hey, I, you can do it. I believe in you. Right. I, no, more inspiring. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch with a beard. No, but you can get him to bed. You I got believe. it. No, I think it's just more encouraging. Dude, when the kid is crying, the last thing I want to hear is, what did you do to him? What's wrong with him? Oh What's God, wrong with him? Who would ever say that? Well, I don't know, but uh, Joe, what are you a saying? Critical mind. See, we're getting atomic here. <laughs> the critical. I think it's just yes, very important. Of course, to, we to, all have the critical mind. Oh, I do it all the time. Oh no, we don't need a crit. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a critical mind. But it's not about. To me, it's never about criticizing your partner. It's like a lot of it's like when Sabrina's just being really obstinate and difficult and. It's getting just, she's just drawing a line in the sand. Like, if I'm downstairs and all I'm hearing is, like, counting from Ellie and screaming <laughs> from Sabrina, like, you just have a point where you're like, what the F is going on up there? You well, know, yeah. I'm like, and that's not about judgment. You know that's what the about, F was going on up there this morning? I was losing this stolen, morning. I didn't hear any of it. She had she, oh, yeah, stolen yeah, no. my engagement <laughs> ring. Wow. And she that. hid it in her backpack. She's a magpie. And I was telling her that she needed to give it back. She's a leprechaun. She's, or who steals jewels? Goblins? I don't know. Whatever that is. That's what the counting was for. And I, I didn't hear that today. This was usually like it's nighttime and she doesn't want to go to bed and all that stuff. And that's not about judgment. That's about I guess what I'm saying is instead of encouraging, yes, I think sometimes some others you just would say go, that counting creates anxiety in the that? child. But I love counting. With Sabrina, counting to five does some. It, I agree. Know, it's the, the it's, most effective thing. It's the you only do. thing I can do. To I'm do. terrified of the day when she just lets you lets either of us finish the count. And I'm, I'm like, just going to go so up to ninety nine, one hundred. So you do a ten count. I do by, a three. And by the time, by the time, what does she expect happens at the end of the count? It's always a repercussion. Like for me, it'll be like I'll let her watch like a trailer before bed. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so some kid people, this is a great <laughs> Teresa Palmer, a frequent guest on Talking Moms. Yeah. She, um, with Bodhi, and this is such a great trick for everyone, she'll say, you know, there's three books before bed. And throughout the day, you know, if Bodhi um, yeah, isn't right. listening, she'll say, okay, you know, I just want to remind you that it's only two books if you keep doing that. Hmm. And, and that is enough to turn. His behavior, behavior in the moment, I agree with that. My problem is I've tried that, and you you still because they're toddlers. You when you get to bedtime, and then you remind them of the long term repercussions. Oh hey, I know. Twice but she today, said you that didn't listen. You're down to one book. Then you've got to. Then that's another meltdown you have to cross. Right. Well, for point. our child, right. for Bodie, he's he's um, way more chill. He's so how many chill countdowns in a say, day? I feel like you guys are always going three, two. All right, we're gonna start again. Let's count <laughs> up exactly. five, four. All well, right. So the, the no, count up. So that with Tariq, no end. You okay. Just keep going. Oh, that's smart. They're so with <laughs> negative Tariq, one. 
with Teresa and Bodhi, um, he will remind her at the end of the night, and he'll be like, okay, and I, I get one book because of this. Like, that's how right. what a conscientious child she has. Our child, yes, will just have a meltdown and be really angry that yeah. she's down Which to one. Too. And we do read books with Sabrina all the time. Um, Adam's teaching her how to spell Asia and China. She's getting very good. She's getting very good at spelling her countries. Yeah. But uh, instead of books— I don't have this problem. Yet. Adam likes to show her movie trailers. Not instead of books. This I don't want to get— In lieu of books, I just give her an iPad. I'm grooming her to be a major Hollywood producer someday. <laughs> she apparently has great comedy chops. I love, uh, yeah. I love her comedy. Little—, little yeah. It's a little blue. A little PG-13, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, will, I usually try to—I just feel like I have to defend myself now. I always try to do more books than trailers. Uh, but, but the threat of losing a trailer— is, looms large. Yeah, it looms very large because she knows it's a, she knows it's a treat. So it's like, can I have a trailer tonight? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have a trailer. That's so stupid. Then, can I have a trailer? I give myself probably five trailers a day. I give myself yeah, a solid five trailers a day. Solid five. But she. I need a but good the other thing trailers. I realized about the trailer Delicious. is it's interactive for her. You know, like she gets to hold the right. phone. She likes to push. The, she always wants to push the button to get start the trailer. You she know, like there's a whole thing. choose which little scene. Yeah, and and so for her, it's a big deal. It's to like, lose let's, that. can we watch John Wick two again? So just she one did more watch time. that trailer. That's hilarious. I don't know it. what John Wick is. Is that age appropriate? No, it's not Atomic no. Mom's appropriate at all. You this let is the her first watch time it? John Wick has ever been it. mentioned. I told her she could pick her trailer, and podcast. she somehow navigated out of the family section. Uh, Wait, this is your. Pretending to be the victim when you're taking care of a three and a half year old? I'm always the victim. I got a wife on bed rest and an insane three and a half year old. <laughs> okay. I want to get back to Joe. <laughs> We're going to talk about John Wick no, this later. Is way more. So, Joe, yes. if you could leave a little Atomic Mom sound clip for Kara to listen to in 50 years, um, because of course we're still going to be in your lives then, uh, what would you want to say to her? In 50 years? Yeah. Let's uh, give her a little love note from 2000. What years? <laughs> I mean, Joe will be dead, but yeah. Will you? No, no. I'm playing. I'm 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 around for a while. You'll be almost. I'm 90. here. I'm here. I'm here all millennia. You'll be almost feel. ninety. Okay, yeah. so from oh, young right. from young Joe, new dad Joe, to Kara in the future. What would you want to say to her? To Kara in the future, uh, I'm glad we're still holding hands. Look at the beautiful kids that we have, the beautiful family we've made. It's all because of you and me. High five. I love you very much. From Mars. <laughs> from <laughs> Mars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is being sent from a, from a space my colony. But I've really got to finish my novel in the, in, the, in the colony right now. You're not the one in the future. The She's ox- in the future. The oxygen is running out. This is a very strange concept. Wait so a minute. He's I'm, writing it now? So I'm she's now, reading it in 50 years? Did some yes. sort of a, a, like, a sci- a, like a scientific experiment went wrong and she's in the future It's now? a time capsule. Yeah, a scientific the experiment called life. I'm saying mm. she's, in the, she's in the elderly home. <laughs> <laughs> and I am bringing her. Why is she in the elderly home? Yeah. Well, Joe, what did you do? Joe had a rough time. The book didn't do well, guys. Kara's <laughs> in an elderly home. Things didn't turn out. Where's I, Joe? Dear Kara, I'm so sorry things know. didn't turn like out the way they did. Probably. This is a notebook. I'm sorry we have we had to the notebook. we had to move to the desert, formerly known as Oregon. <laughs> because after the wars came and we had to cannibalize our own neighbors. Uh, I should not have, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have driven us through the zombie horde that time. We actually did have this discussion 
uh, how 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 terrible it, I would be in an end of the world situation because I would be like, no, 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 we can drive through that fence. You know, I would just be thinking you could just drive through fences, you know, uh, like we're getting out of here. Don't worry. I got this. Like everything I say is like a like an action film. Uh that wouldn't actually happen. Then it would just hit a fence, and then it would mess up the car. <laughs> and then we would just be walking for the apocalypse. So, honey, I love you so much. I'm so glad we survived the apocalypse together, known as 2017. Um, but you know, we've had some we've had some laughs. We've really had a good time. And that hot. What up. do you want her to remember about this time right now? This time right now, I want you to remember our just waking up in the morning and seeing our beautiful, yeah, smiley face son with his two teeth and how happy it made both of us because I'm sorry but now that a comet is headed towards Earth <laughs> and there's no water left and on there's the no water left and Matthew McConaughey has left to go try to find a wormhole that'll save us all now I'm just ripping off the plot of Interstellar but, but hey, I love by the you, way if you know the plot you, of Interstellar uh, yeah, we'd love to hear it we'll be here for another podcast yeah. but uh, you know love you, love you, hon in, in 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 fifty years, if you can hear this in fifty years, <laughs> I'll be I so zip into my cryo freeze. <laughs> Adam, is there anything uh, you want us to be able to remember in fifty years? I think in fifty years we'll still be in this house, still doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is fifty years from now. Yeah, actually, this is it. Well, I'm a routine guy. Not much is going to change. <laughs> really come across like such a catch in this episode (laughs) you're like Uh, I like routine and I like safety so I think the prednisone is hitting you in a negative way I don't like safety. Safety is the wrong word. I like to so defensive yeah I am yes I am defensive Adam Stekiel says he doesn't like safety Uh, because it makes it sound like I'm you know belt and suspenders everything it's about trying to foresee things bad that will happen before they happen you have so much more anxiety than I do, which is amazing because we flip-flopped. He hasn't done his 50-year time capsule. It's though. not anxiety. It's just I, I feel like it's keeping everyone safe. It's a hero complex. It's different than anxiety. <laughs> 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 I could it possibly be misconstrued. <laughs> talking about I'm Batman. I, I don't Superman think you understand has anxiety, this. then yeah, call me anxious. God. But uh, when I stop that comet headed towards Earth, you'll say thanks. Uh, 50 years from now, I'm just happy for our seven kids and that they're all healthy and wealthy and taking care of us. Oh, this is great. Last night, I was like, so everybody, You're like, I when do we stop? Am yeah, I 30 was. weeks pregnant Yay. with our second child, and yeah. I'm on modified bed rest, and we just moved, and there's a lot going on. And, um, and I was like, so are we going to have a third one? And for the first time ever, you were like, I don't think so. Yeah, I think this might be it. Wait, what happens with seven so kids? Yeah, Where he the, has been pitching this for so many future, years. And then I finally am one. like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then you're like, there's too much chaos. And I'm like, well, then what's a better reasons. time? One, oh, yeah, I'm just saying you were asking me at a time when it felt like. Last night? La- I mean, like I'm cleaning. <laughs> there's a stranger hanging panels in my house until midnight. Our kid is sleeping with us. The dog puked on the floor. Oh, and I thought, oh, why don't we add yeah, two more kids to this? I think that's One the thing. I think that's oh, the, that is the secret to staying, uh, I don't know, young or I don't know. Oh, then but, you haven't looked at me lately. Well, no, you don't. No, I mean young inside. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. talking inside, <laughs> yeah. deep inside. Because it's a, a loud and noisy house. It seems so annoying now. But I think what you should be... Telling your love in 50 years is, 
Gosh, don't you miss how loud and noisy this house was, how messy everything was. I because, love that. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, an old couple just like, you know, staring into the sunset. But I guarantee you it's the empty nest thing where you're you're going to miss the mess and you're going to miss the loudness and the clang and the bang. And, you know, again, I guess this just comes back to being able to just enjoy your time together and being encouraging and inspiring about being, you know, in this in this thing together. So I think you guys should have seven kids. Listen, I, I love I, if I could get through to the seven, that would be great. I mean, do you I think feel like you're 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 out. This has just been really, you know, Exhausting. again, I'm sounding like such a baby. You but did like, just move. That's what I mean. It's a lot of stuff that's happened. I don't feel like we're settled in. I don't feel like I like you have trying your to sell another house right now where you're you, you figured out that it's, you know, you did the crazy sh- car left for two weeks and you wrote a book, that's not sustainable. You've figured out the, I go downstairs, I write, that's comfortable. We just moved into a new house. We're trying to figure that yeah. out. We're selling it. Yeah, you're house. all upside down. It was the thought of adding two more kids to that. I mean, look, we'll figure it out. And then One's on our way, no matter what. I would love, <laughs> One's good. I love the idea of, I, I love the mess. I love the clang. That's my favorite part of it. It's like you said, the big challenge for me is figuring out like, how do I, you know, uh, how do I enjoy all of that while still figuring out the work rhythm because my inclination is always to bail on work to enjoy the Mm. mess and the noise because that's my favorite part of it. But I don't want to be in a situation where... We have to move again. Right. (laughs) So, Joe. So, Joe. uh, Theo's six months old. When do you guys think you might start trying again if you think you will? What's the... Um, I think probably in six more months Mm -hmm. because we're... Selling our house, hopefully getting a new house soon, and that's going to take a while to settle in. And also just, you yeah, know. Don't do all that at the same time. No. I d- that's, that seems like a disaster. Um, <laughs> it just seems very difficult. Uh, so I think probably in, you know, six months, year's time. Sweet. Also, it's, that's, we do talk, you know, we talk about this all the time because he's just, he's he's wonderful, but... You know, yeah, he's wonderful, and he's six months old. Yeah. Like he's you, hearing you talk about counting down and right. you know, playing trailers on your phone for your for your child is vastly different than me just being like, look at this, like just adorable dumpling that just hangs out on my shoulder all day. It's the greatest. When he is up and running around and doesn't want to do what we want to do, I think we should come back in three years, recap. And all of my, you know, the the wonderfulness will have shifted. Uh, but the, you know, I think it's just finding that rhythm every single time. So I do want to be respectful of, of I guess, our sanity before we before we dive into that. But yeah, let's keep going. This is great. Why I heard a great Sturgill Simpson song the other day where he says, I, you know, he's talking about his son. He goes, I wish I did this ten years ago. How could I have known? How could I have known? And I just thought, oh, such a great, yeah, it's a great lyric. It's a good lyric. But 10 years ago, I didn't know my wife, so that would have been a huge mistake. huge mistake. Yeah. Okay, everybody. You can pre-order A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting by Joe Ballerini on Amazon. I'll have the links up on AtomicMoms.com. It's It's so much fun. It's not that scary, though. That opening sequence is pretty scary. It's pretty scary, but also I think good kid stuff like Raul yeah, What doll, age range would you say? Great, goosebumps. Yeah. You know, kids, Kids. I just remember I, I hated being scared, but I liked scaring people, which is a weird thing. Um, you know, like pranks and rubber snakes 
It's Rubber for, snakes in your bed. You know that old trick? It's for grades three to seven. Yeah. But I love it. And <laughs> I think that's about your ring <laughs> range, but no, it's really fun. It's, it's more spooky. It would be and really fun to ride. read with your kids yeah, or with your nieces and nephews. It's a great way to relate with them. And also, I'm not There's trying really fun illustrations. Oh yeah, the illustrations are beautiful. Yeah, you just read a, a an illustrated galley. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to scare kids, not just to scare kids, but also to have them overcome their fears because. The kid who gets taken in the book, he ultimately, the book is about overcoming our fears of the boogeyman and those creatures in the closet or under your bed that you think there are. But by laughing at them, by sort of being, by standing up and being brave, and um, you, play you can on, diminish the boogeyman that much more. And you play on the social dynamics of middle school, which I think is really important. No, I mean, because she's, you know, considered invisible and she thinks she's invisible. She thinks she's she invisible. thinks she's invisible and she needs to see that she's not invisible. And this night really makes her believe in herself and I think that's just a pretty great message probably for any age but especially that 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 13 10 to 13 I think is just so so vital I, I remember that that time as being for some reason a really difficult time for me and me too. oh I know yeah and it's like everyone's everyone's got that 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 age range and I just think that one was a was a pretty tough one but you know I overcame the monsters and you can too All right, everybody, until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms. (laughs) 